Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, the hippie. Andy Goldstein. And we start today's podcast with the fallout from this evening's football. Yeah, we'll get to Neil Lennon's resignation in a moment, but we begin with European football, where Spurs tonked Wolfsburger, not Wolfsburg, Wolfsburger, to reach the next round of the Mickey Mouse Cup. And in the Champions League, Man City beat Borussia Mönchengladbach. Another header back across the face of goal and steered home by Gabriel Jesus in front of Jan Sommer. Four yards out, Manchester City have a second away goal. Sometimes you look at a team and you think, what's the injury situation like and various other variables that sometimes are out of your control, but they're fully fit. Most of the players are showing top quality form. They can get goals from anywhere. We're not clinical enough up front. The actions, the one against one, and with the keeper, with the defenders, that we have to be more clinical in this competition. You have to be more. Yeah, you have to be better. In general, it was a good game. It's uh, the first step uh, along many weeks for the second leg. Munich and PSG are the only two I look at and think that City would probably feel in a one-off game, or maybe over two legs, yeah. that they don't quite, you know, it's a bit of a 50-50 game. But even looking at them, I mean, how can RB Leipzig be two points behind Bayern? I don't understand that. And they must be looking around City now thinking, who genuinely is our, is our, is our contenders here? Who, they, who are they? They should win it this year. I think it'll be a massive feather in his cap if he does come here and win the Champions League with City. There's no doubt about that. I'm not sure it'll define him. I think that the standard and the type of football that his teams have played over the years, that's for me, would, is going to be my defining memory of, of probably uh, Pep's time here. Spurs 4, Wolfsburg and nil. Uh, 8-1 then on aggregate for Spurs. It was more about who scored and who impressed on the night than anything else. The attitude was very good, which is the most important thing. The team was united. The ones playing, the ones on on the bench, the spirit was good. Uh, good individual performances, amazing goals, no injuries. The kids coming. I'm of course happy. Deli Ali is the man that scored the goal. Not once, not twice, but three times involved in the move. But these are the headaches that I that I love. That's what I need. And the players they have to understand this concept of of team and the intensity of of matches. And if we have Everybody ready to, to play at this level is the best thing that could happen to the, to the team. Deli Ali is back and with a goal. In this moment where uh, we are going to, to play every three days and ten matches in, 
in March to have Dele back at, at this level is amazing. Dele Alli sums up Tottenham. This guy is a hype job who flatters to deceive, right? He's got no pace. He's got no power. He can't tackle. He can't, he can't go box to box. The only thing he really has got is a good little flick and the odd finish. And he used to have the odd nutmeg and a late run into the box for a header. He's even lost that. Now, tonight, fair enough, he played well against a bunch of bricklayers. But for me, Deli Alley, I can't believe how many Spurs fans blow smoke up this guy's backside. He you're not a fan. You're not a fan. You're not a fan. Okay, I get that. I, I think thanks for your call. I think it's a bit harsh. I mean, he's not getting game time at the moment. When he was at his peak, he was playing really well. He's just not a Jose player. He doesn't track back. He doesn't work hard enough. Now, following the news that Neil Lennon has resigned from the Celtic manager's jump, legendary ex-striker John Hartson fears that Rangers' ascendancy in Glasgow might continue for a while if Celtic don't act accordingly. There are a lot of big words there. So who will replace Lennon? And just how demanding are the Parkhead faithful? Well, let's ask the great and the good at TalkSport. We'll start with Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan. We'll also hear from Ali McCoist, Hoops supporter Sir Rodney Stewart, would you believe? Darren Bent as well. But first, this is the Rangers boss, Stephen Gerrard, on Lennon's departure. Breaking news on Talk Sport. Celtic Football Club today announced that Neil Lennon has resigned from his position as football manager with immediate effect. I can't say I'm surprised because obviously what's been going on over there. Um, but I, I obviously take no personal satisfaction from seeing that news to Neil or to any fellow manager that, that happens to. Um, so I wish him well for the future. Yeah, Neil was somewhat of a friend and I know how much this 10 in a row mentor him and Scott Brown and so I feel so sorry for him he's a self through and through he's a player manager I've got so much respect for him not overly surprised at all would you the way the season has gone for Celtic this year it's been effectively one disaster after another you know Neil obviously been a manager by one of them people above him as well and indeed the players the toughest clubs I've played for I would put Millwall in there Chelsea in there and Marseille but I'd put that at the very top of that list if things were going wrong Celtic because it comes from everywhere. It really does on your daily life. Everybody at Celtic wanted the magical figure of 10. I always felt it was a, not from Neil, I may add, an element of arrogance coming from within Celtic, you know, that they thought it was just a formality to win 10 in a row. Very much sucked into it. We thought we had it in the in the draw, and it's it's a huge disappointment. I totally disagree with the way some of the Green Brigade have acted outside Celtic Park. The fans are obviously very very angry about the challenge that Rangers and nearly everything that's come from Rangers this year, whether it's been in Europa League, whether it's their comeback last week, and then seeing a defeat against uh, Ross County, it's manifested into what it is today. When you saw Lennon's body language and you saw his you know disposition after the Ross County. It was time, probably. Now, it's about what they do next, and it'll be very interesting because one of the things that I think that might preclude them from really big names is budget. I can't see Benitez coming down there because Benitez likes a big bag of money. Celtic have to be proactive and they have to get it right because, as I said, Rangers will get tremendous confidence and momentum. I think they'll do everything they can to hold on to Steven Gerrard as manager for next season and going ahead and going forward. So if Celtic don't get themselves into gear, then you know Rangers could be looking at a successful themselves. 
point I want to make is about Sean Dyche becoming the next Selwick manager. He's been consistent for a period of years now. He needs to progress to that next step, I think, in his management career. I still think with Burnley, he's gone as far as he can go potentially. And that's, surely that's one he'll probably look at and excite him a little bit because you, you look around the Premier League, rare, if he left tomorrow, where's he going to go? There's, there's no one really for him to go, is there? With Southampton, I guess, Hazen who goes. But other than that, so Celtic, massive, massive football club. Why not? Now, the Manchester United manager, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, has been speaking to the media ahead of their massive game, the World Club Cup Europa League Championship game with Real Sociedad tonight. The Norwegian was asked about fellow countryman Erling Haaland and whether or not he'd be interested in bringing his former Molder player to Old Trafford. Of course, the answer would be yes, because anyone that would say no would be a fool. Let's find out what he said. You weren't interested in him a year ago, because everyone would say you'd take the best players in the world, and Arling is, is a top player. But for me in the recruitment, I think we've done well. I think the signings we've made since I've come to the club have, have all contributed and added to the squad. I'm happy with our recruitment model and the, the processes that we go through, yeah. It's a- I think, you know, when you have had kids and players through uh, as a coach, uh, you follow them, of course, and I keep in touch with Arling, so that's, uh, it's great to see him uh, become the, the player he has become, and I know he'll work to improve all the time. Uh, he's a Dortmund player, and we just wish him well there, and then uh, let's see what, uh, what life will bring later on. Now, what a goal Olivier Giroud scored the other night as Chelsea beat Atletico Madrid, not Atletico, in the Champions League by goal to nil. So do Arsenal regret letting the Frenchman leave the Emirates? And was his goal really all that? Well, of course his goal really was all that. I don't even know why I'm asking that. But we can ask Darren Bent, Tony Cascarino. But first up, the man who invented spectacular goals, Pele. Oh, no, sorry. Rivaldo. Oh, no, sorry, not Rivaldo. Marco Van Basten. What a guess we... No, it wasn't him either, no. Who was it? Let's have a look. Oh, Trevor Sinclair. Giroud inside the area, a bit of a mishap, an overhead kick and a wonderful goal for Chelsea. He's got that in the bag, he's shown it before, he's got that kind of athleticism. But for me, it's about his confidence, you know, he knows where the goal is, he doesn't need to scan where the goal is, he knows his body position, he's got a lot of experience. Um, It was about concentrating, uh, reading the flight of the ball as it bounced up. And just getting his timing right. But I think you've got to have a lot of confidence to try that. And you've got to have a bit of imagination as well. And he executed it perfectly well. And for me, it was a fantastic finish. You use the word underrated. And I would say he's the best in the world of the most underrated players. Because there are a good few underrated. He's at the top of the list that a lot of people... I would have him the top. He leads the line brilliantly, but he'll do things that a number 10 can do. You know, that goal's a number mm. 10 goal, isn't it? It's a Roberto Baggio type of goal. <laughs> and I've seen Giroud do that four or five times in his career. Through for Giroud, and it's brilliantly put away. A little clip from the edge of the six-yard box. I know, I could never even get close to what he does. He is 35 this summer. He's out of contract this summer as yeah. well. So where could his next move be? That would be interesting to find out. Would you have him at Liverpool? Absolutely. Would you really? Yeah, I think there's very few that can do the Roberto Firmino role. Look, it's at 35 years old, just to hit do a great job I think it doesn't reflect particularly well on Arsenal what's happened since the move surely when he left he had seven goals that season which was which was Premier League well total in all competitions and I just think you let Giroud go because Aubameyang's obviously coming in and when you look at Aubameyang at Dortmund I don't think there'd have been a fan in the country that probably wouldn't have 
disagreed with that that deal, letting Giroud go and getting Aubameyang in. Does he offer more than than Aubameyang? Yeah, of course. He holds the ball up really well. He's a vocal point, and I think he turns up in a lot more big games. Well, he, he pretty much turns up in all the big games. Giroud and Aubameyang quite clearly hasn't for a little bit people want to talk about the FA Cup final which I understand the semi-final they're probably his two greatest games for Arsenal to say Aubameyang but in terms of them letting him go to Chelsea I do generally think it was the right time and I know it's hindsight now from what he's done World Cups and European trophies and again last night him showing just how good he is I still don't think majority of Arsenal fans would say we made a mistake letting him go because I think it was the right time to letting him go considering what was coming in now, the former England captain, Kevin Peterson, was part of the TalkSport 2 commentary team for day one of the third test between England and India. He had some explosive things to say as the tourists were bowled out, with India closing on 99 for three. We'll get KP's take shortly, and it's worth listening to, gang, apparently. I mean, I'm not a cricket fan. If you want to listen to it, listen. If not, just fast forward. Anyway, first, it's the only batsman to make a half century. It's Zach Crawley. And India have got a strong position in the game because they bowled... England out for next to nothing here. 112 all out, quite magnificent from India. If we'd have got a few more runs, it, it, things would look a bit different for from our bottom lineup, you know, and we, we'd have helped our bowlers out a bit more if we'd have got 250. And, you know, if they were 100 for free and we had 250 on the board, we'd, we'd you know, we'd be, we'd be well on top. But um, unfortunately, we didn't get the runs and, um, you know, put our bowlers under a bit of pressure today and hopefully they can get us out a bit tomorrow. Hold him, he's hit the top of up stump. Ollie Pope's been done by the straight honour around the wicket. A beautiful piece of bowling. I didn't see anything today that shows me that these guys are good enough to play spinners in these conditions. And that's the issue. They've been in the subcontinent for six weeks now. They've just had 10 days off. So they should have had enough time to practice the right method and the right technique to get yourself out there to be able to defend their best delivery. Akshar Patel is into the attack. Left on around the wicket. First ball, Johnny though taking on the pad. Out LBW. It just goes down to poor technique. It was sort of rabbit in headlights. There's a crowd. There's noise. There's spinners. Some spin, some don't. Don't spin, and when you've got that sort of or that sort of natural variation, you have to have a solid defence. I don't think the England players had a solid defence today. They didn't have a game plan today. That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar tonight from 10pm. Of course, thank you calls after the massive, huge games in the World Club Europa League Championship matches with Arsenal, Leicester, Rangers and the mighty United all in action. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... 
there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.